0: Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast you really don't want to miss. I'm Suzanne Harris, and you're about to get a sneak peek at what goes on behind the scenes with a particular author. You're going to find out this author's secret recipe for creating their book. Who knows? You might even get an inside scoop on a new project. And if you want to know more about them and their work, We'll tell you where to find them on social media. Joining me today is Robert Allen Ward, and he's here to talk about two books. They're companion books, and the first one is titled Between Two Seas, and the second is titled The Courier. Robert Allen Ward served in the United States Air Force before earning a Bachelor of Science degree in Christian Education from San Diego Christian College. Bob writes from a decidedly biblical Christian worldview. His passion is to communicate through compelling stories. In addition to his books, he has 12 published drama titles to his credit. Welcome, Bob, and thank you for your service.
1: Well, thank you, Suzanne. Glad to be here.
0: You know, authors always have a back story. Um, either they started writing as children, they were influenced by someone they read or a book they read, or there was a, some, a professor or a teacher who recognized a spark of talent and encouraged the talent, or there was a seminal event that happens in their lives and they feel like they feel compelled to share information about that seminal event. So I'm always curious, how did you start writing?
1: Well, I was doing some writing, but what really got me going was an incident with my granddaughter, Gloria, when she was three years old. I was teaching eight- and nine-year-old children at my church, um, and but there was a problem. Every week, I could not get them to listen to my pearls of wisdom. They just weren't paying attention. They were running all over the room, bouncing off the walls and <laughs> And I was frustrated because I had a degree that said I knew how to teach children, but the children didn't seem to know that. So I was at my wit's end what to do, and I went to my three-year-old granddaughter, Gloria, and I told him about, told her about their problem. And she listened to me, and I said to Gloria, they don't have any attention span, Gloria. Do you know what attention span is? (laughs) No, she innocently replied. So I explained to my three-year-old the concept of attention span. And when I was finished, she said these exact words to me. We can listen longer if you tell us a story. And I went, oh, oh, yeah. So I prepared a story that covered the next week's lesson, and I went back to those children. And when I walked into the room, they were running all over the place being kids. I didn't yell at them. I didn't do anything. I sat down and started telling my story. And within 30 seconds, they were sitting in a semicircle in front of me, totally silent, totally listening to the story. And I went back to Gloria And I said, Gloria, you have taught your grandpa something that he will never forget. I will be a storyteller. Now, there's a sad part of this. I I keep a journal, and so I, I have dates, and I know what goes on and everything. And 18 days after Gloria told me that, she went into a jacuzzi when nobody was looking. Oh. Well, she was found at the bottom some minutes later and pulled up and, you know, taken to the hospital and life-flighted to another hospital. The upshot is that she survived, but with very severe brain damage. She's 20 years old now, um, but she can't speak. She is totally, completely helpless. Has to be taken care of 24-7, 365 And my heart is broken for her and for my daughter, Joanna, uh, who is her mother. But I've never forgotten what Gloria told me.
0: She gave you an excellent piece of advice. Did you know I do brain research because one of the things that I do is write custom curriculum. And so I'm constantly looking for things within the brain research. And I have read about certain areas of our brain that light up whenever we begin to hear stories. And that happens when we are children and we start to hear those stories. So you absolutely stumbled on a gold mine. (laughs) That's just wonderful advice. Gloria was absolutely right. Now, let's talk about the books it also occurred to me one day. I was just sitting here thinking about. I was before an interview, and I thought, you know, books have two stories. They don't just have one. They have two. They have the story that the reader gets when they read the book, but then there's always, again, a backstory. There's a reason. There's something that happened that got the author to create this book. What happened to get you to create Between Two Seas, Bob? Well,
1: I see all of life as a battle between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. There's God and there's Satan. There's light and darkness, truth and error, right and wrong. And I see it you know, all through the Bible, but I see it in the world around me. So I wanted to create a story. I like history. I'm really into history. I wanted to create historical fiction that, first of all, I was true to the history. And secondly, I wanted to create real people in a real time. uh, Human nature, I mean, Technology changes and customs change and all kinds of, but basic human nature never does. And so I wanted to create a story in ancient times that actually is somewhat of an allegory of what's happening in our current culture.
0: Okay. And so you created characters that are true to the time. You created a story. Let's give our listeners an overview of what Between the Seas is about.
1: Okay. Um, There's a... a, It begins with a a ship sailing to an island called Melitene. Melitene is actually the name of a real island that exists today. And uh, Trebonius is the governor, new governor of the island. The island is just kind of falling apart uh, socially, and he's charged with uh, kind of straightening things out. He has a son named Publius, who is really one of the two main characters in the whole story. He's 17 years old. Being born to privilege, he's... Very feels very trapped in a gilded cage and he wants to be free he wants to just be a normal guy and everything um, well they get there to the island and then Trebonius hears two differing worldview philosophies from two people one is Solon who is uh, sort of a humble seeker of God and the other is Alisarius, who doesn't believe in God at all, he just believes um, in kind of a socialistic system with himself in charge and no nonsense. Uh, it's Alisarius that wins the governor's approval, but then he sends his son. Trebonius sends his son to the school in the main city of Methos to gauge how Alisarius' reforms are um, affecting the people. So it's great for Publius, he wanted to get out of his gilded cage and get out with people, so now here's his chance. So he's going to the main school. He runs into a 16-year-old girl named Aminidis, who comes from a very humble background. Among other things, this is a love story, and there is a a love that is eventually kindled between the two of them. And then they, um, Aminitas has a temperamental younger sister named Elatia, who's also in the picture. Um, And at first, you don't much like her. Uh, But anyway, the three of them will soon find themselves entangled in a labyrinth of murder and intrigue and uh, all kinds of evil things. Um, And then there's a prophetic dream about a messenger of hope who will come to the island. Uh, but, But you have to help these. He will come with a group of other people who will be in a desperate situation, and you have to help these people. Uh, This is a dream that Solon relates to Amunitas just before he dies, uh, because among these desperate people will be one with a message of hope. Now, at a certain point, this book, the story, will intersect with a biblical event, and I put the clues, I keep everything shrouded, but the clues are there, and but most readers, even those who know the Bible very well, still did not guess the event until it happened. And the reason is they were looking in one direction while the event came in the back door. I love and it. <laughs> at that point, a lot of readers go, oh, so that's what this book is about. <laughs> that's uh, that's about two-thirds of the way through the book.
0: So you would like to do... A reading you'd like to share part of Between Two Seas, I believe, with our listeners.
1: Yes, it's a part where um, Aminitas has been locked in prison, and uh, she suddenly released. So here's the section. Her legs weak from nearly four weeks of being cramped in a tiny cell. Aminitas struggled unsteadily through the torrential downpour, high winds, and mud. The main road out of town was still passable, but the lesser trail that led to her home resembled a river. Keeping the trail in view, she stayed to higher ground to the left of it. Felled trees and broken branches blocked her way at intervals, further hampering her progress. Panting from the long lack of exercise, every sinew in her body begged her to stop. Only an inner determination to reach her loved ones kept her moving forward. She wondered why she and many of the other prisoners had been suddenly released, especially now in the middle of a great storm. All she had been told was that her liberation was by order of the proprietor. Proprietor who? Has Trebonius reasserted himself? It really didn't matter. That she was free and could return home was all that mattered. She marveled that some of the prisoners actually chose to remain in the prison rather than venture out into the storm. At last, after two hours of miserable struggle, she spotted her home from a distance. At least it was still standing. Anticipation quickened her pace until she finally pulled open the door and walked inside, finally out of the winds and rain. Relief lasted only long enough for her to wipe her face and focus her eyes. On a bed to her right lay a shape completely covered by a blanket. She looked to her left where Elatia lay, the pallor of death upon her face, though a flicker of life remained. Holding her hand was her Aunt Ariana. Aminitas! They embraced, tears flowing freely from both. After some moments, Ariana pulled away to give her the grim news. Your mother died last night. She was peaceful when she passed. She just closed her eyes and stopped breathing. Pushing her exhaustion aside, Aminita shed her outer cloak and dropped it to the floor. For her mother, she would mourn later. Now was the time to do what she could to save her sister. And that'll be it.
0: Oh, leave us on a cliffhanger. <laughs> that's a great job. Bob, that's a very, your writing is very picturesque. I could, I'm right there in the room. I'm right there seeing the storm. And I know that you do copious research when you're writing your books. How do you do your research? What kind of, do you use the Internet? Do you use libraries? What do you do? How do you do your research?
1: Well, I do use the Internet. um, And, um, you know, I tried to, uh, this is a real historical island, so I studied the island and the people, Um. One of the things I discovered was that the people of this particular island have had a reputation through the millennia of being the most generous people in the world. Um, And uh, it actually coincides with um, what's written in the Bible about them. So, but I I don't want to give away too much. No, no, don't.
0: (laughs) Don't. You've left us in a good spot. Yeah. Who is your target audience for between the seas and the courier
1: it, between two cs between two um, cs I'm sorry yes um probably ages twelve and up, but younger children can have the book read to them by parents or whatever and and get it probably down to around age seven or eight.
0: Would this be something that, for example, a Sunday school teacher might take to class and perhaps use for several weeks to create different kinds of lessons? Would that be useful?
1: Well, yes, you could do that. Um, I don't know that the Sunday school setting is the best place for it. Um, Maybe, well... Yeah, possibly you could do that, but it's just that for this story to make sense, it has to be read from cover to cover, and um, I'm not sure the Sunday school setting would be the best place for that, um, just trying to think of what would be.
0: It could be that you're you taking them to a different place. And so you would be encouraging kids to maybe use Google Earth to go look at this island that's real. It's in a story, but it's a real place. And then you've set it in a distant time in the past. And so perhaps that would encourage kids to start looking at the historical basis in the foo- in the book and maybe that might encourage them to start looking at the history and what was happening in the history at the time the story is being told. I'm an old I'm a teacher. I was an English teacher. And so whenever I I look at books like this and whenever I think about books like this, I always try to think about what are the other things I could push forward and get kids interested in. And with Google Earth, I mean, they could go there. They could actually go down into the streets and look at the island and see what it looks like now. And you've given them such a wonderful description. Now, Between Two seas ends, and it's followed by the sequel, The Courier. So, Let's give the listeners an overview of what we find in The Courier, the continuing story.
1: Well, it begins between two seas ends with a very shadowy cloaked figure stealing aboard a ship that sails from the island along with um the messenger of hope and some of his friends and they they leave the island. This shadowy, cloaked figure has left behind a trail of misery in his wake. But even though he has escaped the island, can he escape himself? And so the story is taken up with him on the ship, sailing in the darkness, basically just miserable and living in fear. Um, And so he actually becomes... One of the main characters in the second book, the Courier, um, there's also um, a centurion named julius who you whom you see in the first book, but who also becomes a very prominent character in the second book um, there's um, a whole lot of adventure in the second book action. Um, There's also some loose ends left in the first book. There's characters, and you don't know their full story. And then there are new characters introduced in the second book. And as you read through, all of this kind of starts coming together. And you find out characters that didn't, you know, here's one character over on one side and somebody in a whole different part of the story. And then it starts coming together. There is some, there is a, a lot of surprises in the second book. There's also, a couple of there's. I've got romance, I've got action, high adventure, um, and uh, there's an idea of racial prejudice that has to be overcome um, by individuals who don't overcome it by moaning and screaming at others but earning their respect to a point where people around them after a while forget about the racial difference because it's just a human being whom they respect. Um, The whole thing will come together to a very satisfying conclusion Uh, but there's a lot of hurt and heartache in between.
0: It sounds like it's just a, a terrific story and i know that we've captured our listeners attention and they're saying to themselves okay okay where can i find the book so they can go to amazon now if they've never if there's someone in our listening audience who's never used amazon to purchase books it's very simple you just type the words type www. and the word amazon and then .com in the top search feature on your computer and click on it. Magically, I think it it feels like magic, it takes you right to the Amazon site. You'll see at the top of the page a long, sort of a light gray search box. Now, here's what you need to type into that search box to find both books. The first book is titled Between Two Seas, S-E-A-S, by Robert Allen, A-L-A-N, Ward, W-A-R-D. The second book is titled The Courier, C-O-U-R-I-E-R. Again, Robert Allen Ward. If you click on either one of the two books, it will take you right to the page where you can see uh, Bob's works it will take you to between the two C's or the courier now you will notice in the upper right hand corner of the book cover the words look inside click on those words look inside and you can read an excerpt from each book there's also a description of each book right there on the same page and you can purchase each book right there on the same page. Now, Bob, I know that you have a website, so let's tell our listeners where they can find the website.
1: It's www.absorbingtalesforyou.com. Absorbing like tales that get into you. Tales like T-A-L-E-S.
0: And no spaces, uh, Right.
1: No spaces. And for you. That's the number four, followed by the letter U.
0: Now, what all all will they find on the website? Because I think you have not only information about the books, but isn't there a blog on your website as well?
1: Yes, there are three other books there, and then there's a blog. You can click on the blog, and I write monthly stories for my local newspaper. Oh, Uh, you know, it's American history or other general history, just stories, Christian stories about Christians who made an impact on history. Uh, and the blogs are free; you just, you know, don't pay any money for those. And uh, they make, you know, if you're a pastor or something like that, they're the kind of stories you can tell, you know, during a sermon at church. Or uh, parents can tell stories to their children. Um, A lot of good stuff there. Um, The last one was uh, Benjamin Franklin and uh, how we got our Constitution. Uh, We almost didn't have our Constitution until Ben Franklin intervened. Um, Just stories like that. Um, I just want to add one other thing here. Um, You mentioned you were an English teacher? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, my daughter, one of my daughters, is also an English teacher. And uh, one of the best things I ever did for my children when they were little is I read to them every night before bedtime. And they so looked forward to that, and they'd snuggle around me on the couch, and I would read, like, the Chronicles of Narnia and Tom Sawyer and other stories. And all of them grew up to become very literate. One became an English teacher, another is the mother of Gloria, and she actually painted the covers of the two books between Two C's and the Courier.
0: Oh wow, she's very talented.
1: She's an artist.
0: She's very good. If our listeners go to the site, make sure that you pay attention to the color, the covers because they are. She's very good. That's thank you for telling me that. That's a wonderful thing to know. Now, our time is running out, and I know that one of the other things that you had wanted to mention to our listeners is that you would be willing to give them an autographed copy if they wanted to contact you directly. Yes. How could they do that?
1: Well, they can uh, write me at my email address, EL1966BOB as B-O-B as in Bob, at yahoo.com. They want to order for me personally, and they want uh, a signed copy. I will sign the copy. Just make sure I know how to spell your first name, and uh, I'll I'll send it to you personally. Um, We can go by check, or uh, we can uh, go by credit card, however you want to
0: do it. Excellent. I always think it's nice to have a copy signed by the author. It just always makes the work seem very special. Now, I know that Between Two Cs and The Courier is a continuing story. If I read Between Two Cs, I will want to pick up The Courier. So when I've picked up both books... And I finished The Courier, and for the very last time, I closed the page, I closed the cover, I'm finished with both books. Is there a bottom-line message that you would like for me as a reader to take away from both books, Bob?
1: I I want to write the kinds of stories that people never forget, the kinds that stay with them. If... How many books have we read or movies have we seen that really got us, that really affected us? I can probably count them on my two hands. Um, I want the kind of stories that really affect people. I hope to. That's what I strive for. Um, We're in a war. There is the kingdom of God, and there's a kingdom of darkness. I have chosen a side, and uh, all my life, is I just want to live my life to serve my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and, and help other people know him too. Um, and I want to do it through the medium of stories because that's what my granddaughter Gloria told me to do.
0: It's been an honor and a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you so much, Bob, for being our guest today on Books on Air.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Suzanne.
0: Remember, you can find both the books, Between Two Cs and The Courier, by Robert Allen Ward on Amazon, or you can contact him by email to get a personalized autographed copy. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on iTunes as well as iHeartRadio. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I so hope you'll join our next Books on Air podcast. Remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening.